Hey y'all, good morning, happy Tuesday. This is Between the Lines with JC Caldwell. I am super stoked to be here again today. Super stoked to be here every week, honestly though. Um, But let's get into sports for the week. So um, this week we had, there was a gymnastics meet against BYU on Friday. And I don't know, whenever I hear that a sports team is playing BYU, I just, I want to get that win so badly. And although technically gymnastics didn't have a higher score, um, as I've kind of explained this before, gymnastics isn't necessarily about wins and losses. It's about points. So, and it was super close. So, um, USU had a score of 196.45 and BYU had a score of 196.775. So it was close. Um, and I know that Utah State did really well. One of the gymnasts had like a career high so it's really awesome gymnastics really is killing it um next we have women's basketball they played against fresno on saturday unfortunately unfortunately they lost 57 to 71 they're having a bit of a rougher season but i know that they're working hard men's basketball though played against nevada on saturday and won 78 to 49 and then last but definitely not least, USU Hockey played Metro State on Saturday and won 5-2. to two. Way to go, Hockey. I need to go to another one of those games. I haven't been in a while, and they're really fun to watch, so I need to make sure that I go. And I feel like I need to watch a lot more of these games so that I can kind of describe some of the plays or stuff that happened. So I'm going to try and do that going forward. I just, I don't always have the time to go spend four hours at a basketball game, but I know that they're a lot of fun, and I haven't been to one yet this year, so I'm going to try and definitely do that, or at least, like, look at highlights or something so that I can give you guys still, like, an insight into the game if you guys didn't watch it either. Um, anyway, moving forward into events. So this week is Traditions Week, which sounds like a lot of fun, and so they have some fun stuff going on. So... Yesterday was high stakes bingo, which I love high stakes bingo. I just wasn't able to go. I just had too much homework to do, but I love it. It's so much fun. If you're a freshman and haven't gone, it's definitely something that you're going to want to go to. And it was so funny. Our photo manager, she went with like her roommate and stuff. And um, I was in the office like after high stakes bingo was over. And so she comes down and she's like, high stakes bingo is freaking rigged like this sucks this is terrible and I'm like why what happened and um they have this game where if it's like uh they have everyone stand up and then they eliminate you based on like okay if you have brown hair sit down okay if you're wearing blue shoes sit down like they like different ways to eliminate people and then whoever's left standing wins and so she was telling me that they did this and one of the things that they said was if your name is two syllables or more sit down And so Bailey sat down and anyway, this last guy who was left standing like went up and they're like, oh, what's your name? Like you won. And he said his name and it was two syllables and no one said anything. Like everyone kind of looked around, but no one said anything. And so she came in super mad about high stakes bingo. So hopefully you want something maybe if you went and if not, definitely go to that next time they have it. Um, today, they just have a snack activity at the Hub at 11 a.m. Those are always fun just to go grab a treat. Um, tomorrow, they have a sweater swap in the TSC ballroom from noon to 2. So you just bring a sweater and then you get a new one. 
So kind of cool. They have sign-up slots, and there's like a standby line that will be available there too. So that's kind of a fun idea. And then also tomorrow they have ice skating and food. So um, you can go ice skating at the Eccles Ice Skating from 7 to 10 p.m. And then the first, first 400 people get free food vouchers. So that's fun. I need to go ice skating, actually. I haven't done that either. Man, there's so much I haven't done just because I've been so busy. But on Thursday, they're having another snack activity at 11 in the Hub. And then Thursday night, they have Moonlight and Music. And so that will be at the Hub at 7 p.m. So if you want to listen to some good jams, put that on your calendar. And then last but definitely not least, on Friday, another snack activity in the Hub at 11 a.m. And then Mardi Gras. Um, and that just says TSC. So I was talking with my photo manager and... Uh, like since there's not like a specific location, it might just be like this big event that they're having in different rooms within the TSC. So just come to the TSC. It's from 9 p.m. to 1 a.m. It should be a blast. It should be so much fun. So and I'm probably going to go to that actually. So make sure you're there and come say hi to me. Um, well, moving on into the the blah, 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 <laughs> into the statesman portion. Let's go. Okay, so this week, once again, I do not have a guest just because this week I did a lot of stories on my own. And so I kind of wanted to be my own guest and just share my own experiences with the thing with the new stuff that I did. So I'm in a newscast class where I have to do like one or two news video stories like every week. And so it's a lot of work. So I have done a couple of things regarding news this week so I'm just gonna go over that so the first thing is the pit count so the pit homelessness count so what that is is it's this annual count that um, every county has to do nationwide and what they do is they go out in early hours of the morning like we went out at 3 30 in the morning and you have this interview like survey like these it's well, it's a survey, but it's like a list of interview questions that you're supposed to go around and find people who are homeless or don't have a safe place to sleep. And you're supposed to interview them and just ask them, hey, where did you sleep tonight? Um, and they kind of advised not to say that. They were like, just be like, hey, do you have somewhere safe to sleep? Um where have you been staying? What can we help you with? And like we had blankets and gift cards and hygiene kits and stuff like that that we could give out to those in need. But anyway, so um, I had one of my riders, Brielle Carr, with me for the pit count. We both volunteered in it um, because it's all volunteer based. They just have volunteers do these surveys and stuff. And so, and then they split you into groups and they give you assigned areas and you just drive around in your assigned areas looking for people to interview and help. So I had my writer come because she is doing a story on kind of the event aspect of it and what the pit count is. And I'm doing more of a column on like homelessness in general and tying it back into Logan and Cache Valley and kind of including what I experienced in the pit count as well. And so Brielle's article will be coming out next week. So this is kind of like a preview to her story. And then my column will probably come out in a couple of weeks. 
um, just because I'm getting more information since my topic is a lot more broad. But anyway, so experiencing this <laughs> pick out, first of all, I was not excited to wake up at 3 a.m. Um, I had like debated the night before, like maybe I should just stay up until 3.30. And then I was like, that's an awful idea because I knew I had a long day ahead of me because um, I did this count on Saturday. They had it Thursday, Friday and Saturday. And I chose to volunteer. Well, me and Brielle chose to volunteer on Saturday. And I knew that I had to go to the bridal fair later that day and do a ton of editing. So I was like, no, I'll go to sleep. But then my friends had a poker night that night. And I was like, okay, I'm going to play some poker. So we played poker. And then I ended up leaving at like 1230. And then I went to bed. And so I got like, oh my gosh, I'm yawning. That goes along perfectly with this story. <laughs> but um, anyway, so I get like three hours of sleep and then I wake up at 3.30 and I'm like, all right, I'm ready to go. No, just kidding. I woke up and I was like a zombie and I was like, why did I choose to do this? I can't believe this. And so I call Brielle and I'm like, hey, are you awake? All right, let's go. So I drove and picked her up and we went to the, it's called the Bragg office. It's the Bear River um, Association of Government, I think is what it is. And we met all of the volunteers there. And actually, funny story. So I have like this guy that I've kind of liked, but not really sure. Anyway, he his ex-girlfriend, well, I kind of need to back up. So there's this guy that I like, right? He got a girlfriend. Me and his girlfriend didn't really um, get along super well. And so it was kind of awkward, like, when we would ha all hang out, I wouldn't really talk to her a ton. Anyway, so they sent us the list of volunteers and stuff for this pit count ahead of time. And so I look at the list, and I see his, like, ex-girlfriend's name on the list. And I was like, oh, my gosh, I'm just trying to volunteer, like, do something nice, like, bring awareness. And now I have to see, like, this guy's ex-girlfriend, and it's going to be really weird. But um, when we got there, she like walked in. She was like, JC, what the heck are you doing here? And we talked and I told her I was writing a story about it. And I was like, what are you doing here? And she's like, oh, it's for a class. So a lot of the volunteers were actually from a social work class and were social work majors. And that's one of their requirements for a class is to do that. So that's what a lot of the volunteers were along with me, my writer, and there was another girl doing a news story on it, a radio story. So anyway, kind of interesting there. But anyway, so we start the count. Uh, we probably got in my car to start driving uh, around like 4 a.m. And we got assigned to the Wellsville area. And so there wasn't a ton for us, but everyone in my group, there was three of us. Um, none of us had done the pit count before. So I think that they gave us an area that was like not as big or not as populated um, because we didn't know exactly what we were doing. Like we had had to do a training beforehand so that we knew how to approach people, what to say and stuff like that. But we still weren't experienced. But we in our area, we did have the park and ride. So for those of you who don't know what that is, it's in Wellsville and it's just the spot where you can um, park your car and like leave it there if you're going on a road trip or if you're carpooling or like anything it's just like free parking and so I'm like okay we're probably gonna find someone here because if I was homeless and I had a car like I would probably go here it's free parking it's out of the way and it's just like right by um the mouth of the canyon of Sardine Canyon 
And so we go there and we're driving around looking at all these cars and it's hard to see in the cars because they're like frosted over. So it's not like you can just see in. And so we drive past this one truck and I see that there's a light on in the truck. And so I'm like, okay, either someone's in there and we need to help them or someone's going to be really pissed with the dead battery. And so I'm like, let's just drive around again. So we drive around again and then the light was off. And so we're like, okay, someone's probably in there. We should go ask. And so me and these two other girls that were in my group, we walked over and, you know, we're supposed to, you're supposed to be loud when approaching them. And so we're loud and we're like, hey, we're from Bear River. We're conducting this interview. If you'll complete it, we can give you a gift card. We also have blankets if you need. Um, We don't want to bother you, but we just like want to be able to help you. Um, Anyway, and so we're like saying all of this stuff to this truck and we don't see a response and we can't see in, but we're pretty close to the truck. Um, Anyway, so... We just kind of, after that, drove around, didn't really see anything, and they kind of warned us that we wouldn't see anything, um, which is fine, and they were like, don't feel like it doesn't make a difference, because it does. It still brings awareness, and they talked about how, like, even, like, tenants at gas stations, like, seeing us out there at those hours of the night brings awareness, because then people realize, like, oh, like, this is important, And so that was kind of cool just to be like, okay, I guess even though we didn't interview anyone, like it still does make a difference and bring awareness. And so um, anyway, I also outside of this pit count, I interviewed my dad at he is a missionary for the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints at um, what's called the TSO. So it's just this building in Ogden. And it's where homeless people or people who need food or clothes, they can go in there and they conduct an interview with like my possibly my dad or other missionaries. And these missionaries will decide their needs and can give them food vouchers, can give them clothes, um, can give them all different kinds of stuff, can connect them to homeless shelters and stuff like that for free. And so I did an interview with him about homelessness and kind of his thoughts. And so I'm going to play a little bit of that clip for you guys today. So hopefully you enjoy that. If it will load, sorry, it's getting played. It's kind of like a longer clip. Um, I'm just going to play about three minutes of it. Um, if it will. If not, I'll just be explaining it to you because it's currently not loading. Um, But it was interesting talking to him. He has, like, a lot of great insights. I mean, he does this two, three times a week. And so he sees a lot of these people and kind of knows the struggles that they go through. So, yeah, it was good talking to him and getting his insight. And, I mean, a lot of times you think that people go in there and they get free food and clothes and then they're done. When in reality, like, they have people that are constantly coming back, like, needing stuff. And especially with COVID, I mean, that definitely didn't help, um, which is very unfortunate. Um, yeah. And, all right, I, this is not loading. So, I guess I'm just going to kind of go over what we talked about. So, I was asking him if he thought that homelessness was a problem and even I had interviewed Amy Anderson on the city council about homelessness too and um 
She said that it definitely is a problem, but people don't realize it because you don't see that like in Cache Valley. It's not like we see people panhandling all the time, right? So it's not something that we always think of, but it's definitely something that's still there and we need to be aware of that. And there's things that we can do. And talking to my dad about it, he agreed. Like he was like, yeah, it is definitely an issue. Um, He goes, but he kind of said, which was really interesting to me, that it like can't always be solved or he didn't know that it would ever be solved just because some people choose to be homeless like some people make that decision and like live that way like that is just their lifestyle and not everyone's going to be able to get the resources that they need um and so i'm gonna see this this might actually load one sec ogden or utah in general Okay, this is loading. So the question that I just asked, I don't want to go back and reload it. Um, but the part that you missed is I asked, do you think that homelessness is a problem in Ogden or Utah in general? So I'll play that for you now. I don't know what's considered big, but... It's a problem everywhere. I think we always hear about San Francisco and all those homeless people that are just by the thousands. I guess we don't really see by the thousands sometimes because they're spread out here. It's a little bit different um, environment. It's a problem. I mean, it, it is always a problem. Salt Lake is a little bit bigger than the Ogden area, and they're always uh, building low-income housing or... Um, uh, projects going up, you know what I mean? Uh, there's Road Home and all kinds that more than ones than, than I even know of in Salt Lake. And there, and and you'll read papers and and th- that subject will come up, and then you kind of get a more of a feel that it's. But it's always an ongoing problem. That's that's the dilemma. It never goes away, and you can never, no matter how many places you built or shelters. They're always going to be full. I don't think any of them is ever empty. So that tells you it's a problem that never goes away in any city or area. So do you think that there's a way to solve the mm-hmm. problem? That's been a discussion for people in the government and foundations, uh, that nonprofit organizations, they, we want to help. We know it's a problem. We know there's some are not capable of taking care of themselves long-term. So it's a long-term problem with a lot. It's a short-term problem with some. Uh, there's some that just, you know, might not want to, that choose to, I, I've heard this from other New Yorkers, and some choose, they want to live that way. So it won't ever be completely solved. I think, I think the best, most we can expect is to have it manageable and controllable and, and be able to keep them from freezing to death on the street or from from going hungry. But they'll always be hungry and there'll always never probably be enough shelters to cure it. You know, it's one of those things. So help it rather than solve it. Yeah, we always choose to solve, but as you can imagine, um, uh, some some have chosen to live that way, so that would never those would never be solved. And and there's more people than you would think, because who would want to live homeless? But there are some that 
for different reasons have chosen that's a better way of them coping and stuff like that and doing it. Yeah, it's it's it's. I think your goals have to be. Ex, your expectations have to be reasonable, and thinking you're going to solve it is. Yeah, we can just get it to the the minimum that's possible, but it's one of those things like there is other things in society. I mean, welfare has the same problem. With government, there's always going to be people on welfare. Okay. Um, so what resources are available and what resources do you offer to people who come in? Well, I think I mentioned earlier and stuff, just in general speaking, but we directly take care of clothing, food, Okay, so I'll go ahead and stop the clip there. Um, They do have a lot of resources in Ogden. They have the Lantern House, which is a homeless shelter that people can go to. And um, the Family Promise, I think, is what it was. And there's another one. So they do have resources and connections to help them. I also asked him kind of like, what about people in Logan? Because we don't have a homeless shelter here or emergency shelter. And so I asked him, could people from Logan call you and get could you give them a bus to get to get to Ogden? And he said that that would be possible. They do have to meet in person though. Um, anyway, and talking to the Logan city council member about not having an emergency shelter here, um, they are working towards like getting a warming shelter because in the summer they have a cooling shelter so that people don't get too hot and that they at least have somewhere to cool down and so they're working on doing that for the winter which blows my mind that there's a cooling center before that there's a heating center because Logan is literally known to be cold Um, so they're expanding their resources here in Logan as well Um, yeah but anyway hopefully that kind of that clip gave you an insight into a little bit of homelessness and Maybe you learned something that you hadn't before. Um, But moving into our Logan news. Actually, I'm going to highlight some other articles in the Statesman this week because our edition is just fabulous this week. First of all, I love the cover. It was like a last-minute decision um, from Bailey, our photo manager, and Jacob Nielsen, our sports manager, helped out with this idea. And I think it just looks great and turned out awesome. And then we have some great content, too. We have an article from our very own managing editor, and she wrote about how the USUSA officers called on USU to better support women. And the article is kind of talking about how these four senators worked. Well, I guess Emily's not a senator, but she's diversity. They're all officers, and they all have called on USU, especially with this um, lawsuit going on, just to help out women and be more supportive especially those who have experienced sexual assault so make sure to check that article out it's very important and relevant um we have one about the history of the scotsman that's kind of cool i know that you all sing it at games but where did it come from well find out in the statesman there's also an article from michael about sexual the sexual misconduct survey that was released they do this survey every year and so that kind of talks about the data and results again very relevant Um, There's one about the plain white tees. So um, it's a band and they came to Logan and I've never heard of them, but apparently a lot of people love them. So learn more about them in the Statesman, bringing you some great content. Um, There's also a feature on Rebecca Wells. She's a gymnast. So learn more about fellow Aggies 
and you can learn about Mardi Gras as well. I love this headline. It says Mardi Gras, the spring semester's howl. And I totally believe that, like, Mardi Gras is cool. And I don't really know the total history behind Mardi Mardi Gras, so I'm going to learn about that. But I'm excited for that. Um, There's also an article about the new Dutch Bros that opened. I talked a little bit about that last week in Logan News because I did a news story on that. And then, of course, we have our sports with the USU women's team, and we have a men's team in here. And we have some opinion pieces on why you should leave Logan for the summer and um, why public land needs to be restored. So lots of good stuff. And also Maggie Erickson, one of my news writers, in the back has an article on studying abroad, which is really cool. I feel like a lot of students don't really know their options with that. So definitely definitely learn more about that in the Statesman. And then really quick with Logan News, I just um, decided to talk about the bridal fair. Um, and I won't go into detail too much, but the bridal fair was so fun, so much fun. So for those of you who don't know what that is, it's just this event, I guess, where there's a ton of booths from different vendors and it's like wedding vendors. So like floral arrangement people, like wedding venue people, um, photographers, caterers, like all these things that you would need for a wedding they show up to. And so... So all these brides can go and meet all these vendors and kind of like plan out their wedding, get inspiration, get contacts. And at this event, a lot of the vendors will give give out giveaways so you can enter raffles and they'll give discounts if you like book that day, stuff like that. So it's so much fun. And I was totally in my element. No, I'm not a bride, not even close to being a bride, but I love weddings. I want to be a wedding planner at some point in my life. So I was in my element had so much fun, got a ton of free samples, got some coupons, got free Italian soda. So it was a lot of fun. Um, That was kind of my Logan news just for all of you brides. It was really fun if you missed it. And also they finally started tearing down the um, Emporium. So yeah, that'll probably take around... It's expected to take around four weeks to completely demolish, but they've definitely started the process. They started that last week, and so a lot of people, there's some news stories out there about it and kind of about the history of it with Logan. I know that Holly Danes is really excited about it, but I'm not sure all the Logan residents are. So kind of an interesting topic, and it is 1030, so we're going to go into headliners really quickly. Thanks for staying with me. Okay, so for this week, we have one, and it says, well, quote, TikTokers team up to make world's largest cake pop, end quote. So I'm looking at this picture right now, and it's literally ginormous. Like, uh, I can't, it's like bigger than, I don't even know. Like, it's huge. It looks like, and it's like sprinkled with a bunch of different colors, so it looks like a bunch of like gum stuck together in like this giant, massive ball. It's like... Five basketballs big, probably. Maybe even bigger than that. But that's... I can't think of anything that size. But it's, like, really big. Um, anyway, and so these TikTok, TikTokers decided to make it. Um, it's 97 pounds. Um, they used 32 boxes of cake mix, five and a half cartons of egg mix, 16 cups of oil, 16 blocks of cream cheese, 
10 bags of powdered sugar, 35 cups of water, 2 sticks of butter, 5 cups of rainbow sprinkles, 6 teaspoons of of, powder, and 16 tablespoons of vanilla. That is a lot of time and a lot of money. Um, And they didn't... They want to make sure that, like, everyone know that it didn't go to waste, like, once they broke the record, which was measured to be 50.75 inches, by the way. Um, they made sure that they took it to friends and family and medical aids, and they even took it to a sports team, saved some in their freezer, like, none of it went to waste, but it's a fun picture, and, I mean, fun thing to do with friends, I guess. Um, and then the last one is, quote, Columbia's Upside Down House is a new tourist attraction, end quote. So this one's interesting. Um, it literally was built just to be an attraction. And it's an upside down house. Like the roof is on the ground and it's pointed and it's exactly what you think it is. And you can go inside of the house and everything is like, like the couches are glued to the ceiling, the lamp, like every little detail is upside down. So it took like them a really long time to make. Um, I can't remember how long because I didn't write it down, but um it took a while to make and it's in Colombia, and it's really cool apparently they've gotten like a ton of people to come and a lot of people take pictures there and it's just like this fun cool thing so if you're ever in Colombia, you know make sure to <laughs> check it out i guess um anyway that's all the time we have for today thank you for listening in i appreciate all of you consistent listeners and um make sure you listen next week tuesday at 10 a.m and be looking forward to Valentine's Day. So my broadcast will be a Valentine's Day one on November 14th. That's a Monday instead of Tuesday the 15th. And so I'll, I'll say a reminder next week, but just be looking forward to that. And I will hopefully see you guys next time. Thanks for listening.